Hello and thank you again for listening. We will be looking at Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview Lesson Number 22. And we're going to do the first half today. And we'll go through uh, until the top part of page 11. And then we'll pick up with the Palestinian for the next lesson after this one, which will be point seven, point three. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John, as may or may not be necessary. Old Testament Overview, Lesson 22.5, Genesis 12.3 And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. 5.1. Verse 3, I will bless them that bless thee. 5.11. Only eternity will reveal how true this has been in the history of the nations. I believe that the Lord has blessed the United States because this nation is a haven for the persecuted Jews. 5.2. In the future, at the judgment of the nations, it is written that the Lord Jesus Christ will say to the nations on his right hand, As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. It's from Matthew 25, verse 40. His brethren, of course, are the children of Abraham surviving the tribulation, and the passage takes on its real meaning when when seen in this light. 5.2.2 Recall the phrase, Curse him that curseth thee. 5.2.3 When a man dies, a physician has to write on the death certificate the cause of death. When a nation dies, more often than not, the cause of death is that the nation has mistreated the Jews. When Ham rebelled against Shem, one by one the tribes of Ham were destroyed or reduced to a minor state. Egypt, Iran, Iraq, the Turks, the Palestinians, etc. 5.2.4 When the Greeks overran Palestine and desecrated the altar in the Jewish temple in circa 168 BC, they were soon conquered by Rome. When Rome killed Paul and destroyed Jerusalem, the fall of Rome began. 5.2.5. Spain was reduced to a fifth-rate nation after the Inquisition against the Jews. Poland fell after their pogroms. Hitler's Germany went down after its orgies of anti-Semitism. Britain lost her empire when she broke her faith with Israel. And these shall all families of earth be blessed. 5.2.6 Here is another great promise of the Savior. For even as unborn Levi was in the loins of Abraham, Hebrews 7.10, so the humanity of the Lord Jesus was in the loins of Abraham. 5.2.7 Thus some will be saved from every tribe, in every tongue, in every people, and in every nation. No tribe is so remote that it will not be reached and touched by the God of Abraham, 
who will pluck brands from the burning out of every family of men. Point six. Let's review our doctrine of anti-Semitism. Point one. Anti-Semitism will always be punished, but in God's perfect timing. Point two. Genesis 12, 3 addresses the caveat at the time of the selection of Abram as the first Jew. Genesis 12, 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. 2.1. Paul makes clear not all Israel is Israel. Romans chapter 9, verse 6 through 13. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Neither, because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. They which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Point three. Nations who persecute the Jew shall receive discipline from God. Often such discipline involves national destruction. Point four. It is God who disciplines his own, though at times, as taught by Zechariah. He uses horns, but at the same time, he creates smiths to handle the horns. Point five. God does not need our help. Israel is his to discipline. Point six. Nations who treat the Jew well will prosper provided they have a pivot. One of the characteristics of a nation with a pivot is pro-Semitic policies. Point seven. Anti-Semitism is inspired by Satan as a ploy to spoil the plan of God. Without Jews, Christ has no one to come back to. Point eight, because the decrees of God are immutable, there will always be Jews no matter how many nations or peoples try to destroy them. Point nine, a few historical examples will help illustrate how pervasive has been anti-Semitism. Egypt, circa B.C. 1400. Assyria, B.C. 720. Babylon, B.C. 606. Persia, B.C. 539. Ptolemies and Seleucids, 323 to 147 B.C., and I am certain I mispronounced those. Rome, B.C. 4 to 476 A.D.
Spain, 1500 AD, France, World War I and World War II, the Vichy government, England, 1948, Germany, World War II, the Arabs, 1948 through today. Point 10. An ethnic Jew is anyone with a gene from the pool of Abraham. A regenerate Jew or real Jew is a believing Jew. Once a Jew believes in the Lord Jesus in the church age, he or she becomes one in Christ and is no longer a Jew. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. There is no longer male or female, bond or freeman, Jew or Gentile, for we are all one in Christ. Point 11. So how do you evaluate a Jew today? Like anyone else. 12. As a nation, they are to be evaluated according to God's establishment principles. Point 13. As a fellow citizen of the USA, they are, like everyone else, to be vetted as to their political and social standards. 13.1. For example, Marx and Engels were two very evil Jews who were infamous international communists. Point 14. When a racial Jew becomes a believer, he is not to be evaluated at all. Point 15. Remember, Jewish Christians without doctrine are just like a Gentile Christian without doctrine. Point 16. The future of the Jew. 16.1. As a believer, he or she has eternal life. 16.2. In the tribulation, the Jew will be the active catalyst. 16.3. Born-again Jews of ages 1 and 2 will move into the millennium with our Lord. 16.4. In the millennium, the Jew will show the rest of the world how to live and worship the Messiah King. Point 17. In closing, let me quote from what Colonel R.B. Theme has written in his book, Anti-Semitism, concerning how to evaluate Israel as a nation. This poses something of a problem. What remained of the once great Jewish nation was scattered throughout the world in A.D. 70, when God allowed Rome to administer the fifth cycle of discipline, beginning the second dispersion. Israel, as an elect nation, is now set aside until the second advent of Jesus Christ. At that future time, the nation will consist of regathered, living, born-again Jews, and resurrected Old Testament saints. Today, America is a host nation for dispersed Jews and should receive these people as we would any other. When they become citizens, they are simply Americans with a different ethnic background, not an uncommon circumstance in the history of the United States. Jews who choose to immigrate to other countries merge and adapt to the culture of their adopted nation. What of Palestine as a homeland for the Jews? This, as we saw, is God's design for Israel's future. The present gathering of the Jews in Israel is of no prophetic significance. It is not 
the regathering of national Israel forecasted in the scriptures. The Israeli nation which exists today has man's, not God's, stamp of approval. Consequently, the present Jewish state is evaluated on its national and international policies, adherence to law, and the host of other criterion upon which we approve or disapprove the action of any allied nation. Notably, since Israel's inception in 1948, the United States has maintained close diplomatic and political relations. Where does the America Jew's allegiance belong? Is he obligated to Israel because he is a Jew, or to America because he is an American? Some Zionists argue that every Jew's loyalty should be directed toward the Jewish homeland. This is not so. Americans owe their allegiance to the flag of the United States. However, if an American Jew wishes to contribute to the support of Israel, he may do so on the same premise as he would any cause he deems worthy. But this should not be an arbitrary demand. An American Jew is in no way obligated to the Jewish nation. As for the Christian's attitude toward Israel, there is no command in Scripture to reverence that nation as some sacred cow. As with all nations, Israel has good and bad policies and must stand or fall on its own merits. Neither malign nor defy Israel, but evaluate her policies as you would any other nation on the basis of your knowledge of Bible doctrine. Currently, Israel is one of the few countries that understands freedom through military victory. Therefore, respect Israel for its patriotic, courageous stand. Point seven. At this point, I think we should review the four unconditional covenants to Israel. The Abrahamic, Palestinian, Davidic, and New. 7.1. Abrahamic, although properly distinguished from the other three covenants, the Abrahamic covenant incorporates many aspects of the other three. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. 7.1.1 He will get a land and be a great nation. He will be a blessing to the world, and his name shall be great. Those kind to Abraham will be blessed, and those who are not will be cursed. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, 4, and 5. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, 
saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. 7.1.4 He will get a son from his own loins when he has capacity to enjoy the boy. Point one five, His descendants shall be numerous. Genesis chapter 17, verse 4 through 12. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. 7.16 It will be unilateral. The sign shall be a unilateral symbol. Genesis 15, verse 8 through 12. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and, lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. 7.17. He will have nations come from his loins. 1.8. He will have kings come from his loins. 1.9. He will get a new name. 7.1.10. He has a promise not only for himself, but for his descendants after him. Point one one, God will be his God. Genesis chapter 22, 16 through 18. And it reads, And said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies.
and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. 7.1.12 In a repeat of the promise after the temporal sanctification of Abraham when he offered Isaac, God reiterates the essence of the covenant and adds that Abraham shall garrison the gates of his enemies. Point one three. The promise is confirmed repeatedly and enlarged in number of instances, and in no case is it ever made conditional on the faithfulness of Abraham or his descendants. Notice first to Jacob and then to Israel, even in the midst of terrible apostasy, just before being exiled to Babylon. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 through 13. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it, and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest. To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. 7.1.14 The promise is repeated even to an apostate Israel just before exile. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 35 and 36 Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night which divideth the sea when the ways thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And if those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. 7.15 In the New Testament, there is a recognition of the covenant as being an everlasting one and unconditional in nature. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 through 18, and they read, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after Abraham had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to shew unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us? 7.1.16 
Take notice, God swore by two immutable things, his promise and his oath. 7.2. David, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 10 through 16, and it reads, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have shall cause thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. 7.2.1 The promise is in summary that God will always have a descendant on the throne of Israel from the line of David. 2.2 As you can see from verse 16, it is an everlasting promise and has dual application to both Solomon and Christ as the everlasting heir. Point two three, Christ was indeed guilty of the sin of all the world by means of imputation, and God did chastise him for us. 2.4. The covenant is unconditional, given verses 14 and 15. 2.5. There is also, as you can see, a promise of land and protection in the land. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 20 through 22. Thus saith the Lord, If ye can break my covenant of the day, and my covenant of the night, and that there should not be day and night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne. And with the Levites, the priest, my ministers, as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David, my servant, and the Levites that minister unto me. Point two six, The covenant is said to be everlasting and therefore unconditional, just as in the Abrahamic covenant. Point two seven. All of this everlasting promise at a time when Israel was in full-scale national reversionism and about to go out under the fifth cycle of discipline to Babylon. 
Even in their exile, the promise is reiterated. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 24 through 26. And David my servant shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they, and their children, and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them, and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them for everyone. 7.2.8 While in Babylon, they are promised an everlasting and unconditional covenant of a king. Land and safety under a reincarnated David who will serve as Christ executive officer in the millennium. Okay, I think we're going to stop right there. We will pick up toward the top of page 11.7.3, Palestinian, in the next lesson. Thank you for listening. Reminder to visit westbankbiblechurch.com for a whole lot of information. And in closing, if there's anyone listening without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.